Presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manovalin. It's Tuesday, and all eyes in Washington, D.C. are turned east today. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. We start today in Ukraine, where Russia claims it's open to a diplomatic solution but could invade any day. Russia's defense ministry said on Tuesday that some troops deployed from military districts bordering Ukraine were being loaded onto trains and trucks and sent back to their garrisons. A tentative sign that Russia could be stepping away from the threat of an invasion, reports the New York Times. Quote, the defense ministry's announcement was the most concrete signal yet that Russia might be trying to de-escalate the military standoff near the Ukrainian border. But it was far from clear that the threat of war had passed. It couldn't be determined how many troops were being pulled back, and a defense ministry spokesman said that some military exercises that have raised fears of an attack against Ukraine, including in Belarus and in the Black Sea, were continuing. The Biden administration is preparing for the worst, practicing numerous response scenarios, according to the Washington Post, and moving its limited Kyiv embassy presence west in case of an invasion. On Capitol Hill, a sanctions bill aimed at deterring the Kremlin remains in limbo. Russian officials hinted Monday that, quote, it is ready to keep talking with the West about security grievances that led to the current Ukraine crisis, reads a story from the Associated Press, offering hope that Russia might not invade its beleaguered neighbor within days as the U.S. and European allies increasingly fear. But despite the latest messaging, quote, questions remain about Russian President Vladimir Putin's intentions. And a story from the front lines in eastern Ukraine. Journalist Kenneth Rosen has a dispatch for Politico magazine on the Russian war that has been waged unofficially for the past eight years. It's an eye-opening look at the world to come and a mode of warfare that some in the U.S. military worry they may not be ready for. Quote, the Russian have for nearly a decade used Ukraine as a proving ground for a new and highly advanced type of hybrid warfare, a digital meets traditional kind of fighting defined by a reliance on software, digital hardware, and cognitive control that is highly effective, difficult to counter, and can reach far beyond the front lines deep into Ukrainian society. It's a type of high-tech conflict that many military experts predict will define the future of war, and it's also turned Ukraine into a bewildering zone of instability, disinformation, and anxiety. You can catch the rest of that read in today's playbook. There was a time when Representative Connor Lamb was considered the model for Democrats looking to flip red states blue. A former Marine who ran on a centrist platform and won a district Donald Trump carried by 20 points. Today, Politico's Holly Otterbein spotlights his struggle to catch fire with the Democratic base and the Pennsylvania Senate primary. It's a key race in the midterms that represents one of the party's best pickup opportunities. Some nuggets from the story. Lamb is trailing progressive Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman in polling and fundraising. Quote, last year, Fetterman also raised $12 million from a massive network of small dollar donors, compared to $4 million for Lamb. The party has chosen to stay out of the race. It's a major blow to Lamb, whose name recognition isn't as high as Fetterman's. Even the DSCC has declined to wade in, as they have in the past. Some voters see Lamb as another establishment wing, when they've already got one in Senator Bob Casey Hawley writes, quote, Lamb's predicament offers a window into how much the Democratic Party has changed in recent years. Progressives have gained a major foothold, small-dollar fundraising has upended election dynamics, and moderate white men like Lamb are no longer shoo-ins. Lamb told Hawley in an interview that he's just getting started and not to underestimate him. Quote, If online fundraising was what determined these elections, you'd either have Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump as the president. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House, at 9.50 a.m. Eastern. 
President Joe Biden will receive the President's Daily Brief. At 2 p.m., Biden will address bipartisan county officials at the National Association of Counties 2022 Legislative Conference at the Washington Hilton. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 3 p.m. The Senate is in today, with the recess from 1230 to 215 for weekly conference meetings. The Banking Committee will hold a markup at 215 to vote on the Fed nominations of Jerome Powell, Lael Brainerd, Sarah Bloom Raskin, Lisa Cook, and Philip Jefferson, as well as Sandra Thompson to lead the Federal Housing Finance Agency. The House is out today. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raguman Avalon. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.